Welcome to the Making of Smile & Co, a series about Dr. Ashley Hovez, a dentist in Folsom, California, creating her dental practice literally from scratch. She is starting with only a building that she has to completely remodel and reconstruct. She has zero existing patients, she's new to the community, and has no ownership of any other existing practice. She quit her job as an associate weeks before episode one was recorded, and I am documenting every single step in real time. Listen, join in, and engage with us as we hear all of Dr. Ashley Hovez's ups and downs and everything in between. This is a series for everyone, especially the ones looking to chase their dreams. Last week, we learned the exact process and the exact steps Dr. Ashley Hovest took in order to find the correct bank to support her. We spoke with Andrew Ventura, her business banker, and he broke down every single process that needs to take place in order to not just be accepted through these loans, but also to make sure you have the right bank by your side. We also learned how Dr. Ashley Hovez found her location according to the demographic reports that she found and where she got these demographic reports as well. We also discussed about equipment and is it worth spending more for a certain type of brand or is it not? And then finally we learned about emotional intelligence, how it does have a huge role in business and when it should be implemented in business decisions. In this episode, Dr. Ashley Hovez and I are trying something different. A little less dramatic and a little bit more personality. The style and the format is a little bit different from the other episodes. So let us know how you like it. And let's hear today's episode and see how Dr. Ashley Hovez gets closer and closer to her goals. Baby monitor is dying. Can you, you don't hear a beeping sound, do you? That's okay. I mean, like I heard it, but wait, you have your kids with you? No, oh. God, no. Why is your baby it's, monitor on? Um, cause I forgot to to turn it off. Michael, hold on one second. That's gonna drive me bananas. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh, where is it? Ah, found it. Okay, I promise. Her mansion is that big that you can't find the monitor. <laughs> um, okay, I I am set now. I have everything. Okay, yeah. So, okay, we're going to talk about IT cabling. And then what else? You want to talk IT. about um, any websites? Huh? Oh, uh, we can talk about my branding. And... Branding, okay. Um, but like, what has happened this week though? Like this week from last time we spoke to now. You could mention the IT because I never put it in. And then um, the personal. So I, what did I do? So I went to my cousin's house and we designed the logo. Did I tell you that? We designed the logo. No. And he's been helping me um, with the website. So, I mean, I still don't have any content, but he set up... Um, my pages. Um, 
Okay. What else did I do? Okay, yeah, so I got my logo and branding and my partial website. And I am um, looking at doing all the stuff that I have to get done before the Intel picnic because I want to order, like, or uh, apparel and freebies and banners to give out. On the Intel picnic, if you guys don't remember, it was on episode one where Intel's Intel, you know? And so the Intel picnic, what are you going to do there? Like, you're going to have a booth or, or what? Yes. I was invited to the Intel company picnic, mm-hmm. which is going to take place in a couple weeks from now. It's on June 24th. And it's it's a big deal because, one, it's the first time that I am going to be able to get my brand out there. And, two, um, there's going to be a lot of people there. So Intel, I think the campus has several thousand employees. So that with all their family members, that they're all going to be there. And um, so I had... Um, I had a meeting with my cousin who uh, is Steve Hovez and he's a graphic designer. So he has been, he's been amazing. He designed um, my logo and we chose fonts. Like I didn't realize. A lot goes behind it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There is so much that goes behind a freaking logo and just the, the curvature of like the font. So he told me that people spend sometimes thousands of dollars into the font choice that they what? choose yeah it's nuts right thousands so I, <laughs> so what's your I, font what's your font so my font well the font for smile and co it's quicksand which is cool because it's free and i'm a startup so i totally dig free 99 stuff mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um i wanted a like a more casual handwritten type font to go underneath it for the tagline which is dentistry comma differently period um so we scoured the web for the perfect font like i wanted it to be casual and feminine but not too feminine that it looks like calligraphy how long did it take you to find dentistry differently like the oh like four and a half hours (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy. Steve so, was probably like, just pick one, Ashley. Just, just pick one. So Times New Roman it is. Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. So he he's so chill. Like, I feel like he should live on an island, like, listening to reggae all day. Like, he's so he's so chill. And oh, sorry, let me turn my phone off. So my husband, um, like, five hours into it, he's like, so is your website done? Like, you got all your branding done? I'm like, no, but I chose a font. <laughs> Um, and I'm so excited for the font because so I wanted my um, the smile and co part to be simple just clean um, modern just like simple design Um, and so I I love the whole font for with quicksand Um, it's and it has like when you start branding you'll start like noticing stuff like so stuff with um, like really skinny font mm-hmm. has more luxury behind it, more modern. So if you think of RH Modern, Restoration Hardware, I love Restoration Hardware. And if you look at their font type, it's really like crisp and really just, it's just so nice and elegant and simple. So I wanted that for the Smile & Co. And, and the, the dentistry differently. I wanted it to be the more playful, more casual side to me because 
my whole brand is um, I, I coined it a casual luxury. So basically, I want you to feel like you're getting all the amenities of a five star boutique hotel, but oh, not like the Ritz atmosphere. Yes, like Four Seasons and um, like just that luxury because Holiday we're gonna have all the amenities. <laughs> but I also wanted it to be that casual vibe that I am looking for because I mean you have all the dental spas already mm-hmm. and for me I I mean I'm I'm not snooty like I want to you know I I actually want a very casual hip environment where we can laugh and we can joke about anything like I and I also was thinking about like how I want to incorporate cool music into the space so on Fridays I want it to be flashback Friday um and and play Beastie Boys and KRS-One and Tribe Called Quest and all my um like old school hip-hop like I feel like so old because it's like when I was your age music was good (laughs) (laughs) music was good Music was good. Like, what happened? No, I mean, I don't even listen to music these days anymore, but... Music was good. I don't know if you ever seen that post. It's a post where it shows... You know who Queen is, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, okay, it shows a... Uh, one, it showed that he's the one who wrote the song. He's the one who produced it and everything. And the lyrics were so deep. Then it shows Beyonce, we run this... Uh, Girls run this world. And it shows that there was, like, ten writers for that eight producers and all these things and i'm like man music has changed and she didn't even write that song like it just says like we run this we run right. this mother but yeah how does it go how does it go i don't know like we run this i don't know that's <laughs> i was just but um so do you have the logo because i can put that up so people can see as well on there and then you said you wanted to do how'd you come up with dentistry differently um how did I come up with it? So it started out with um, dentistry uncorked, actually, because of my whole wine bar theme. Mm. And um, I really like that tagline, but... Hey, you said it. Now somebody's going to hear it and take it. That's a good I one. Dang it. I should have trademarked it. No. Um, so dentistry uncorked. But then I thought about it like I don't want to alienate people who don't drink, you know, like... I think wine is awesome, but I, I don't. I think people just right off the bat, if they didn't know what I was trying to do or accomplish, they might be. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of dentistry uncorked? I like it. I think it's cool because smile bar it matches. That's why I said, man, you should have trademarked it or something. But but at but the I, same time, you know, you never you never know. Like it's kind of like what a yeah, restaurant, you know? Right. Well, so dentistry differently just. I so I I really love marketing and taglines and like honestly when I'm not doing dental stuff even if I am doing dental stuff I'm thinking about like oh that would make a cool slogan like I've always just been interested in in the creative aspect of it so I've read like a ton of books and I've listened to a ton of podcasts and one of the big things that everyone talks about is how are you going to be the purple cow like Seth Godin, yeah. It's like he is amazing. So, um, and my purple cow is like, I mean, for for those who don't know what that is referencing, um, that means like cows that are purple guys. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when you're driving down Highway Five, like that's 
I'm in California, so Highway 5, like, you start going through all the cows. But if, and you don't, like, stop to look, oh, there's a black and white cow. But, you know, something that would make you turn your head is a purple cow. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. how are you going to differentiate yourself in a competitive market, which is where I'm at? I'm in California. I'm not in the middle of of nowhere. Like, this is a a saturated environment, especially in Folsom where, um, like, families are flocking to. It's just an amazing place to raise kids um, because of the, the schools here, they're all amazing. So, um, so my whole thing is like, I want to do dentistry on my terms and I wanted it to be fun and casual. I wanted to incorporate music and art and culture and food and wine and everything that I want to do is different than the status quo. So dentistry differently just became my tagline. Cool. Okay. So backtrack, you're at the Intel picnic. And so what do you like, what's the end goal for that? Just for people to get to know you or is it like, Hey, sign up so you guys can visit when it opens? Well, I think, um, me just getting out there for one and just, um, meeting people in the community is, is what I'm after. And, and if I get, you know, emails, that would be amazing. Um, but I think that, just just putting yourself out there and and meeting as many people as you can regardless of the outcome is is always you know is always a step in the right direction so um i hope that by the end of the of the event i'll have made connections with people and and we'll see we'll see where it goes but um i'm actually working with dr anissa holmes about a strategy i i actually i just um I just messaged her this morning because I, um, as you know, she's been she's been guiding my ship for all of the Facebook live videos that I've been producing. So anytime that I have a question about my target audience and who I should boost it to and for how long and what radius around, like I always ask her for her advice because she's queen of Facebook. So are you are you on Facebook Ignite? I am. Ooh, sign up, guys. Yeah, no, Facebook Ignite. So if you're part of the Delivering Wow Hangout, you'll know that um, there's already so much invaluable content that gets gets put into that Hangout, and that's the free Hangout. And then from there, you can join um, a smaller group. It's called Facebook Ignite, and it is amazing. So um, these past three weeks, We've been on video conference calls for all the members of the um, the group, and she has her slides, and we basically talk about like click funnels and setting up your um, your autobots, which I don't know if you guys are Please aware voice? about the automatic responses that um, ah. Facebook has implemented in the fe- uh, the messengers. So. Anything that you need to know about, like engaging your audience and then capturing, um, you know, the next step, which is, you know, having them visit your website, having them call your office, and then setting up an appointment. This is all stuff that you need to know as a business owner, especially if you are building a business from scratch. So, and if you just need new patients in general, 
Facebook Ignite is seriously like it's called Ignite for a reason. It's it's going to help your business grow. So huge plug for that. Um, it's amazing. In these past three weeks, like my mind has been blown every time we have a, a conference call. So strongly recommend it. And if you use the link in the show notes below, you get a hundred dollars off. So there's oh, no. Hey, hey. And yeah. and, oh, and you don't have to pay for the course. Because the course pays for itself when you get your new patients coming in. Mm. So, so marketing isn't an expense if you do it correctly. It's a, you'll always reap a return on investment. So just just keep that in mind. Yep. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. Okay. So what else is going on so far this week? Besides my logo and my my website getting taken care of. Oh, I narrowed down my um, my IT guy. So um, I have um, an amazing contractor who you you guys have already heard, um, Dave Olson, mm -hmm. and um, he is, I mean, he's like top notch and he only works with the best of the best. And he told me that um, the cabling guy that he, he works with, he's done hundreds of dental offices. So he does the, the cabling for the phones, the audio, and the IT. Excuse me, but he also needs to have a separate computer guy just to do that aspect. So, <clears throat> excuse me, one sec. I have a tickle in my throat. It's allergies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're getting too uh, excited. You need to calm down, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, and if you've um if you're following me on Facebook, like on my personal page, I posted a picture of my back and being a human pincushion. Because they like tested for 55 allergens, and I am allergic to 35 of those. <clears throat> so the allergist said that I'm gonna need um, allergy shots like every two to three weeks for uh, like three to five years. It's crazy. I'm allergic to everything. What is the one thing that you were like, what the heck? I'm allergic to this? Actually, nothing really surprised me. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of thought that I was allergic to um, Mother Earth. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, and of course, I live in Sacramento, which is the city of trees. Oh, so, it's so beautiful, though. Uh, it's so beautiful, and and because we've all we've had this amazing rainfall this past season, all of the poll pollens are coming out to play because all these flowers are blooming left and right, which is so gorgeous. But I am dying. Like I can't breathe, and uh Gosh, it's awful. We need that rain. It hasn't rained in Southern California. It probably rained like I can count in one hand how many times it's rained here in Southern California. Oh no. Yeah, but okay. So you did the um, Dave Olson found a cabling guy who does the phones and the IT and what else? Oh uh, yeah, so the audio, the security cameras. Um, so he does all the cabling. Period. But he need he needs a separate computer guy. So. Um, my computer guy, his name is Dennis Crone. I forget what his company is called, but a really good guy. And so my, I, I, the cabling guy, his name is Sean. Sean and Dennis have worked together for a long time. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure that this project just ran smoothly. Like mm -hmm. I can't wait to have any surprises. How much is like an IT guy? Like if you can ballpark it. So I I actually received four quotes and they ranged from 
13,000 to 23,000 just for the the computers. And so then cabling was is cabling separate, right? Yes, so my cabling is separate. So um, I am waiting on an updated quote for the cabling because um, they wanted to put in this really fancy um, state-of-the-art telephone system, and it, I think it's $8,000 with the equipment and the installation, or is it 6000 I don't remember. But it's something that, that I think is astronomical, and, and I plan on using um, voice over Internet. So um, I... I have been researching into um, companies for that, and I, I know that it's way cheaper to, to go that route. The only downside is if you have crappy internet, you could potentially lose your phones. So, mm, what internet do you plan to have? Um, Comcast. Comcast. Oh, I really don't know much about Comcast, so I can't be like, oh my god, Ashley, that they're amazing. Or, <laughs> but if Comcast is listening, or anybody from Comcast. <laughs> you know we're we're open for anything right <laughs> so you've done the it with dennis right so it's it's sign that dennis is going to be your it guy right right okay and then cabling is sean right uh branding right now is steve right right your my cousin, cousin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. which is which is going pretty good right so far with him yeah he's he's awesome and and even even better, he's free, so <laughs> he's saving me a lot of money. Thank you, Steve. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Okay, so Steve, and then the Intel picnic, which is going to be maybe like in two weeks, right? Or in, yeah, right. two weeks. Right. So everything that I have going right now, well, actually, my my top priority is getting all the freebies and apparel and my banner done before then, because I can't have a booth and not have giveaways or you know, things that have my logo on it because then I look really, really amateur. So um, <laughs> so if, if you guys have any recommendations on what kind of freebies I should provide, like I know people like shirts and hats, um, water bottles. People at that um, moment, at that moment, people like mouthwash, like little mini mouthwashes because if there's going to be food, people are just going to, you know, use it but at the same time they'll just remember you as the lady with the mouthwash they won't see like the logo you know maybe <laughs> true true like one thing i thought was pretty cool is when red bull first started off they would put empty cans like everywhere right and even though it was nobody drank them people were just saw red bull all the time so then they would put it in the beach they would put it like on amusement parks people would just place empty cans everywhere and oh, so I yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, so people started assuming, like, oh, man, they're popular. You know, i seen this can. Oh, let me tr- give it a try. You know, it looks like I see it everywhere. So that was a kind of a good thing. Maybe you can kind of think of something like that in the event so people, like, are leading up to you, you know? Um, phone chargers. Phone chargers. How much do you think a phone charger is going to cost me, though? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Check <laughs> yeah. it out in Alibaba. Alibaba.com. They wholesale oh. everything. Okay. I will look at Alibaba. But that, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I mean, I wouldn't do pens. Like, you know, everybody kind of does pens. True. Toothbrushes. People love toothbrushes, but who knows? Oh, they... I hate toothbrushes. You know why? Because everybody does toothbrushes when they're a dentist. And my whole thing is dentistry differently. So I don't want to give toothbrushes. What else is going on this week? What else has 
been going on so far? Um, I started, um, well, I started, did I mention this to you? I don't think I did. I started working with Unlock the PPO, Insurance Negotiators. Oh, I, I never even heard of them. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, so Unlock the PPO um, is <clears throat> is an amazing um, service. Like, they, uh, basically, they they negotiate all of your insurance fees for you. So they go to, they go directly. So they're, they are your um, liaison with the insurance companies. So um, they go to Aetna and MetLife and Cigna and Delta. And they basically say, this is what she wants her fees to be. Um, give us your best offer. And <clears throat> the insurance companies will, um, will counteract that. Um, and then we can either accept it or decline it. So there's a lot of strategy behind it. And I'm so happy um, with with the services that they've provided so far. And, and the reason why I found them was because I've just – I, I read a lot on Dentaltown, and and if you go on Dentaltown, they have a ton of threads about um, about unlock the PPO and how amazing the customer service is, and and I couldn't agree more. Like I've been working directly with Lisa Weber; she's one of the co-founders. This Lisa. Hey, Lisa. This is Michael. Well, how are you doing? Let's take a look and see exactly how Unlock the PPO co-founder Lisa Weber helps out startup dental practices and how she's helping out Dr. Ashley Hovez. So okay. we, so my partner, she's um, she's married to a dentist, and she, you know, I was doing other dental-related things. Um, you know, I had a business where I was scheduling unscheduled treatment remotely, that kind of thing, and she was. Uh, negotiating fee schedules for her own practice and we ended up building this um, some time ago and they were the first ones to do it and then of course now there's you know multiple large companies that are doing this same type of thing mm -hmm. but we've we've kept well one one reason you may not have heard of us is we just don't we don't market it's pretty much a hundred percent internal referrals or you know of course dental town Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, um, it's each doctor works with one of the owners. So we've made the conscious choice to work with a uh, single location no more than two doctors because every doctor is going to work with one of us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, rather than we've gone ahead and, you know, turned down corporate or, um, large group practices. So, we probably turn away about 70% of the doctors that reach out because wow. uh, we want to, yeah, everybody, you know, the other, co uh, the other, you know, CEOs of the other companies think we're insane, but, but we want to be able to have that, um, that, uh, rather than building cubicle people, which, you know, mm -hmm. is, is, you know, I, it's a, it's a business model. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we would rather focus so that, I can actually be having that conversation with those doctors walking them through their choices and try to tailor their participation to what they envision their practice is, is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And then with the established practices, it's sometimes undoing some of the things that they may have done <laughs> initially. And, or, you know, some doctors are just putting their toes into the water as far as participation to so maybe making some choices about that. So, we we've just made the we've just made the choice that 
we would prefer to to tighten up the number of doctors we work with so that we can uh, continue to work at, you know individually each each of our doctors will work with an owner yeah no yeah I understand practice. I just um Reese Harper told me that your brand is what you say no to not what you say yes to so I mean it's pretty right. pretty good that you guys are very um niche like you guys are very center focused on helping the you know the dentists who really really need it to guide them in this insurance participation so like how long has unlock the ppo uh been out for well the part we started the partnership about seven years ago and um we've you know grown from she and i in our in our basements to you know we have negotiators and uh chicago and um and Iowa and, and Colorado and we have in Texas and um, and again we're based at our negotiate our credentialing teams based out of out of Virginia but we've kept it to about 12 people and that's probably about as big as we'll grow human body wise but um, mm. but we, we we've been doing this um, pretty pretty <laughs> mm. actively for about. For about eight years now, so eight it, years, it's, you said? it's been been fantastic. Well, um, she and I formed a partnership, our partnership in 2011. She had been doing uh, what she had called it was uh, drop the PPO, and back then, the key was that the market was moving out of some of these networks, mm-hmm. and and we're still doing a fair bit of that. But then we decided rather than have the, having the focus being on exiting networks, it was more on strategically working within a network dropping networks, adding networks, just, you know, strategically how to place yourself using the PPO pieces as, as just one factor in your practice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So how are you helping right now, Ashley, with everything? Well, what we've done with her is, is first of all, it's narrowing down the codes that are important. Um, You know, if I look at any, any practice owner after, especially general dentist like she is, uh, after a year, probably 90, 95% of the income is going to be in no more than about 30 or 35 codes. So those are the ones that I care about. It doesn't mean that the other ones don't matter. It's, those are the codes that we want to focus on increasing if we can. And then, and then what she needs to do just from a pure, you know, I look at it as pure marketing. That's all PPO participation is, is marketing. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it? to discount your fees to this level in order to reach this patient pool through this marketing path. Or, you know, in her case, she's going to have a wine bar. She's just who she is is a dynamic individual, and I'm, I'm sure an excellent clinician. So does she need to discount to a certain level in order to reach a patient pool, or can internal referrals or other marketing paths be less costly and just as effective, if not more? So it's identifying the codes, helping her set her cash fees. So we get uh, fee analysis data and look to see what other doctors are charging. We do a full demographic research for the area uh, to see what carriers do the employers in the area use for their employees and what do the other dentists participate with. So what is her PPO market? Um, And then negotiating with each of those carriers one of the bigger things that we're doing, especially in California in a market like that, is it may not be whether you're in network, but how are you in network? And, mm-hmm. and there are multiple shared network paths to be in the exact same network. So how can you be in that network where if a patient calls and says, you know, I have 
fill in the blank, are you in my network? How can the answer be yes, but your income be as high as possible? And so we look at uh, the direct contract path, which is my preferred path, if at all possible. Uh, but we also look at other ways to be in the network. And then, and then com- compare those, the upsides and downsides to different paths. And then we go ahead and do all the contracting and credentialing associated with any carriers that they choose. Um, in her particular situation in California, of course, Delta has a major stake in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, it does in most states. It pretty much owns Washington State. Um, yeah. But in California, Delta is a very big player. And now in the state of California, you must take the lower tier plan as well as the higher tier plan, which means you'll pretty much never get paid on a higher tier plan. You will always get that lower fee schedule. So then looking to see if a huge amount of my PPO income is going to be discounted at this level, well, first of all, do you want to do it? And she's actually considering staying out of that network. Mm-hmm. Or if you do it, now do you maybe consider being very tactical on the additions of your additional networks and choose only the higher paying paths for other networks, even if it takes significantly longer to be added to those networks? So that you try to balance out your your exposure to discounting so that the, the lowest possible um, path is only isolated to that single carrier. And then a, a thing that we hadn't seen in, in California, for instance, in the past was, and also in Texas, we work pretty much every state, mm-hmm. is um, in, now we're actually getting doctors thinking seriously about staying out of network yeah. uh, with, with Delta in multiple states. And that was really unheard of for startups in the past. But now more of them are saying, I would rather work fewer days or fewer hours, uh, maybe stay at my associateship a little bit longer uh, than, you know, discount my fees to, to this level. And so they're, they're beginning their practice from, from the start, really controlling their insurance participation rather than just automatically signing up everything and trying to unravel it later. So she in particular is being very, very tactical in her choices. Uh, she, you know, she may sign up with a couple more carriers, but, but the thought, the thought that she's going to have in the back of her mind is not uh, keeping it on autopilot. It's going to be constantly reevaluating to see, do I still even need this participation or do I want to have this participation mm-hmm. any longer? Uh, in the past, I know as, as an example, when we ask our established practices, who do you participate with? And these are practices that we may not have worked with before. Uh, pretty much all of them will either say, I don't know or everything. And they just don't know. They've lost track. They sign, you know, the carriers they signed up with 13 years ago have kind of morphed. And what most of them don't realize is this huge number of them actually uh, aren't even getting paid the fee schedules they thought they were. They've been downgraded to the lowest possible path to be in that network. And so they thought they might be getting a couple of high fee schedules, but they're likely not even touching those higher fee schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've never gone back and looked at it. It's just the write-offs are something you look at at the end of the month and grumble about. But I think that most doctors feel that they don't have control over that process. 
And so she's unlikely to have that happen just because on the front end, she's being very, very deliberate and very thoughtful about how, what she participates with. And every carrier she, she participates with, she's going in with her eyes wide open and knows what the discount level is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another piece that we focus it on is making sure that they think about um, how difficult is it to work with that carrier? Because I think that the, the uh, uh, especially for a startup, the administrative costs are, you know, you don't want your front desk person on the phone for the 23rd prompt with United Healthcare. You want them on the phone with your patient, with your new patient mm-hmm. who's trying to call in. And so identifying the carriers that are more difficult to work with because if they're taking up your front office time and they have a low fee schedule, you may actually be losing money in the process by being a participating provider with that care. And we actually see that happen quite a bit. So it's checking to see on a continuing basis, just like you're constantly evaluating every other marketing path. You know, if you have a new patient marketing path and you're not getting anybody from it, you're likely to find a different path. But with participation, most doctors don't ever keep, they, they don't ever think about continually reevaluating whether that marketing path is actually worthwhile. And so I think that a lot of the process with, that I like to work with startups on is, is just setting that mindset where they're um, knowing exactly what they're getting into, making a definitive choice about whether it's going to benefit them, and then reevaluating it on a regular basis. And then with established practices, we look at what they've got, we uh, renegotiate what they have, and then we may recommend that they consider moving out of some networks, either tactically or uh, because they may be more damaging to, to their practice than they thought they were when they actually look at the income associated with those carriers. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. with, with, you know, with startups, most carriers are renegotiable every 24 months, and that's when we recommend stepping back and reevaluating. You know, is there something different that you want to do in the next two years? Do you want to add something to the mix? Mm-hmm. Do you want to not ever do a procedure again? <laughs> you know, yeah. and and constantly tweaking it exactly how you would any other any other marketing path, uh, and just being very very aware of it. So that's that's what uh, you know. Ashley Hoves and I are working on is we're we're she's made her cash. You know, she's chosen her cash fees. She's, we've identified the codes that are likely going to be the most important ones for her for the next 24 months. And then we're actively negotiating uh, with most of the uh, primary national carriers. And then she'll start making some carrier choices. This is interesting. It's actually a blast. I, yeah. I, I, we get, we get a real big kick out of having doctors later say, I went into my associateship office, you know, yeah. still going two days a week and I'm looking at my fees and I'm getting fees that are so much. Better. It's just, it's, it's good to feel, it's good to be part of mm-hmm. setting a foundation for a doctor that puts them in a really good situation because, um, because they, they work too hard to not get paid for, yeah, for what yeah. they do. And, and it's also to unravel some of the maybe early decisions that an established practice might have made. Yeah. And she's been walking me through everything because um, as a startup and, and, you know, working as an associate for all these years, I never had to deal with any of the insurance stuff. 
Like I just showed up and I did dentistry and then I went home and I didn't have to think about it. Um, which is why I think so many people don't really want to go into practice ownership. But now that I'm on the other side of, of things, like I have to know all of that stuff. So, um, if I didn't have her telling me like, Oh, this is the strategy for this. And, and if you are, a a direct provider with this company that is going to directly affect how much you can charge for that insurance company. So it's, it's like playing chess basically. And I had a conference call with her, um, on Wednesday. Um, and she, she didn't have really too much to report to me. She said she had declined a couple right off the bat because their fees are just so much lower than, um, my UCR, which is what, um, I, I want to charge. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and she also helps you um, set up your UCR, which, I mean, um, I, I have no idea what, what I want, you know, my periodic oral evaluation to be or my full mouth series to be. Because like I said, I've always been an associate, so I just charge whatever the owner dentist already had in place. Um, so that, I mean, she... It's it's very strategic. They go with your um, zip code, and they basically tell you based on your demographics. This is what the 60th percentile is. This is what 70th, 80th percentile is. And then she helps you narrow down like where you want to be because you you don't want to be the lowest, but you also don't want to be the highest and and just um, completely <clears throat> box out that part of of the market. So. Um, I've, yeah, I've, we haven't accepted anything formally yet. I have another call with her, um, in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So that's happened so far this week. That's it. Is that pretty much it? Or cause you um, mentioned yesterday it was stressful. Was that related to what's going on with your building process or? Uh, yes. Well, yes, yes and no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes basically. So, um, I had mentioned to you, Michael earlier that, um, my in-laws, they are so amazing. They watch my boys, but um, they watch my boys so that I can do all of the behind-the-scenes stuff um, that goes, you know, that that you have to do before opening your doors. So my mother-in-law, she's been having a lot of pain, and um, she's been seeing um, docs all this week. And um, bottom line, I don't want to, you know, give too much out about her health, but, mm-hmm. uh, she's going to need to have, um, back surgery, um, in, I think in the next six weeks. And so we are now looking for, um, childcare to put, um, to put my two boys in full time. Um, and so this whole week she's had doctor's appointments, which means that I've been, um, taking care of the baby. Um, my baby is two years old and, they don't call it terrible twos for nothing. Like he's, he is crazy, but he's so awesome. Like he has so much personality and he's, he like screams and he like runs around. Like I, yesterday was especially stressful because I had the conference call with Lisa with unlock the PPO. And then I had Facebook ignite, um, like at the same time. So I actually, joined in on that video conference call late and I couldn't pay attention because my son 
wants to sit on my lap or he's screaming in the background. So um, I had that to deal with. And then I had my equipment rep, um, Brian Fortner. He called me with last minute stuff that I didn't know that I needed to have ordered for my nitrous, which the, the med gas, basically we had to order a specific valve for safety um, and the guy who is installing it said he needed it like yesterday so we had mm -hmm. to have a rush order which is twelve hundred dollars um, oh. yeah so I was on the phone with Brian and then after that I got an email from the city of Folsom telling me that they went to the space and they noticed that something about my my faucet they needed to have like this valve um, attached for, I forget the reason. I don't remember, but, um, so I had to talk to my project manager about that. And, um, and then my project manager calls me and says, um, I need you at the space like now. So I had to finish feeding my son and drive him to the space. Um, and thank goodness for iPhones because I left my baby in the car with the AC on while I took the meeting with the project manager because they started, um, they started the asphalt. So it, it was, a very, I mean, if, if you smell asphalt, it's, it's a very nauseating smell, especially if you know, you, you're a two year old. So I mm. kept him in the car, um, and I kept checking up on him that, um, nobody kidnapped him and thankfully he's, he's still around. Um, <laughs> So, so the project manager basically needed um, my approval for cabinets and what we're going to do with the consultation room and the front desk design and whether, whether or not I want built-ins or IKEA cabinets. And, um, and the med gas guy was there and he needed my opinion where I wanted to place this valve and that valve and the safety shutoff feature and yeah, so all this stuff. And then on top of that, so thank goodness my um, my mother-in-law was done with her doctor's appointment because they ran from their appointment and they picked up my other son who needed to get picked up from summer camp. Um, oh, so they, camp. yeah, yeah, summer camp. I wish summer camp was a, is amazing, but it's only three hours. I wish it was like 12, like 9 to 9 p.m. That would be awesome. Nine. <laughs> and then after that, I had to take myself and my son to the allergist because I can't breathe. So <laughs> lots of stuff. So it, basically anybody who needed to have um, me talk to them all called me yesterday, um, which is why I'm so sorry you, you had messengered me and I didn't get back to you for like hours. And it's because I had to do all this business stuff while running after a screaming toddler. You're so I'm tired. tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> so yes. So, so okay. One thousand two hundred was the valve, right? Yes. For so for nice. So far, like unexpected payments or unexpected charges. Like ballpark it. How much has been unexpected? So unexpected. <clears throat> Um, the dry rot situation is about 9,000 unexpected. Um, and then that valve thing that they needed for nitrous was 1,200. Um, and then I think that's about it. Everything else was, is pretty much was in the ballpark of, of the initial construction quote. 
So that's like an extra pretty much 10,000, right? And some change right. that you had right. to... So far, so far, that's unexpected. Right. Huh, okay. Oh, also, I, I think I told you this before, but they had to redo <clears throat> the fire um, the fire alarm and the monitoring system, and that was like four grand. Oh, wow. Did I tell you that last time? So I it's think... all adding up pretty fast I think you did I don't know if you did or didn't to be honest with you but it sounds new to me <laughs> 9 10 11 12 13 14 so 14 and some change right that's how bad I am at math I have to count out loud still so <laughs> so that's that's pretty much up to date of everything that's been going on so far right but the building it's it's coming along pretty well right yes yeah so they are um I think they're pretty much done with the electrical. So we are still waiting on the inspections and I have to order the cabinetry and that should be getting installed soon. And my plumber, his name is Joe. He's awesome. He's, he's been hard at work there too. And they just started um, installing all the pipes for the med gas and what else? And I think they are also getting all the the, the the solar tubes planned out and ordered. What are solar tubes? Solar tubes. Did I talk? Oh, okay. So um, I think I mentioned before that I really like natural light and skylights and stuff. So solar tubes is a way to bring in natural light without breaking the bank, so to speak. Actually, oh, wait. I... I shouldn't say that because I I don't even know what this is costing. <laughs> so that's another another expense because I'm adding design elements along the way, which I know I'm driving Dave and Mike bananas hmm. because I I'm like oh what about this what about that and um so th so they said Ashley you need to make up your mind and stick with it because you were gonna cause us delay. <laughs> delay in the um in the grand opening so i'm i'm just gonna leave it up to them oh that's another thing so um i have found that because of me taking care of the boys and you know just being a wife and a mom and trying to have normalcy in my in my personal life i've been just trusting what people are are telling me and and i know that people say you shouldn't trust anybody but I I feel that if you surround yourself with the right team members and and you you know that they just are honest people mm -hmm. that you can take their word with for, for everything, right? So when Dave tells me like, "Oh, you know, we need this and this, but you know, it's going to cost you." I am trusting Dave with his recommendation and mm -hmm. because I don't have time to sit on the computer for hours um, looking for the cheapest way to do stuff and yeah. and I wish I did I really did like and you would think that because this is my full-time gig like I'll have all the time in the world but you don't so I have so much respect for for dentists and for anybody who's starting a business while they are still employed somewhere else. Like you guys like have, I, I don't know how you do it. Like I, I'm struggling to just, you know, get decisions made. And that's why I'm just relying on, on my team to make those decisions for me. And, and let's, um, 
I, I mean, I have total faith in in the product that that is going to come about from all this. And and I I'm just so excited. Like it's one less thing that I have to worry about. And and once I start getting um, more cash flow and and just patience in the door, like I cannot wait to delegate all of this other stuff, like the bookkeeping and oh, all yeah. of this that I am not like. I'm not hardwired to do like I I'm not a numbers person and and I I like big ideas and I like to motivate people to get on board with my mission but I need the people who are going to be the practitioners to see that mission accomplished so yeah, yeah. I, I'm finding a balance I don't know if it's like never trust anybody because like I've heard of that too my dad used to tell me that all the time like hey don't trust nobody I think like you, you kind of have to to a certain extent you know what i mean like you you gotta have like hey man this is them this is their profession they've been doing it for a couple years or m- many years right. it's probably best like you leave it up to their hands sometimes because then we would never get anything done like how would facebook even come about right how would like google or apple or and not even those type of businesses but just anything right like how do you grow if you can't delegate or you can't do everything yourself exactly Exactly. And, and I think that's where, um, a lot of like small business owners fall into working in your business versus working on your business. Like if, if you've read the e-myth, um, by Michael Gerber, like he talks about that, like how, um, this woman who starts a business all about pies is trying to make the pie and sell the pie and market the pie. Like I, you, you you have to know what you're good at and then delegate all the areas where you know you suck at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah Sometimes, so, like, people even think, or, like, I kind of think of it as, like, okay, if you suck at it, delegate it. If you don't like to do it and you have the, the I guess, the money to pay somebody else, then do it. Like, right, I would right. just do the stuff that, you know, like, you absolutely know no one else can do like creativity or whatever and then right. the stuff you like to do obviously but everything else i'd probably uh delegate it maybe if you're starting up you know you kind of have to do some right. of this stuff on your own and things like that but anyways so what has been your favorite resource this week uh this week um i think we already talked about it the facebook ignite group oh okay. can i say yeah. again yeah yeah go ahead Okay. Um, yeah. Hundred dollars off in the show notes for anybody who's interested. <laughs> uh, it's definitely the Facebook Ignite, um, and um, once I can narrow, like, just sit down and and learn all the stuff that um, that she teaches. I, I I mean, it's 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 gonna be gold. Like it, the um, setting up the the bots that is gonna be so cool. Like. And and if you box. don't know what I'm talking about, you should definitely look into it. Yeah, it um it's it's pretty phenomenal and and it's one more thing that you can automate, which is awesome. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to spend hours on end responding to every single person who sends you a direct message on your Facebook page. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and maybe <laughs> dentists listening are like, I don't even get a message from Facebook, and I'm advertising on there well like sign up to facebook ignite so you can start you know getting people (laughs) talking to you and stuff like that okay so that's the resource what are the things you wish you knew before this week oh okay i wish i utilized um 
my associateships more to learn front office duties. Like I wish I was more well-versed at insurance codes and reimbursements and, and all that stuff. Um, and Lisa Weber is the one teaching you that, right? Right. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a, that's different. I I didn't think you were going to say that. That's, that's actually really interesting to know that, you know, like a lot of associates don't really deal with that or know about it as much. So, hmm, just good to know. And so what has been the biggest headache this week? Um, by far the biggest headache is just being a working mom. And it's, it's tough when you have your kids with you and you're trying to take conference calls or, you know, um, or trying to take meetings at the site and you you have to drag your two-year-old along and thank goodness for iPhones, my goodness. Um, and I mean, it, I am, like I said, I'm just so incredibly grateful that I have family nearby. This week has been hard just because they've had appointments. So, I mean, I don't take it for granted, like how, how much I depend on, on my family to, to help support me in this venture. What is the main lesson this week you want the audience to take away? The main lesson is know your limits. And there were a few times where I either broke down or I snapped at my husband because the day wasn't going well. Yeah, my husband, Brian. And, um, and, and I, I have to step back from the situation and just realize that, you know, I have this incredible opportunity in front of me and, and it's going to take a lot of patience on my end and even more so on my family's end. Like I, so my husband, he's, he's just my biggest cheerleader. He's constantly just giving me praise for all of the things that, that I have to do in a 24 hour period. And I feel bad that I, that he gets, you know, the short end of the stick because at the end of the day, when I'm exhausted and I have, you know, Hudson and Brady like fighting and I didn't get to do all of the things that I wanted to accomplish done because I have to watch them too. Like he, he gets, me at my worst and he still loves me which you know like it's it's tough like you you have to make sure that when if and when you decide to do something like this that you will have the support system behind you because mm-hmm. i can totally see how this can divide a family like i if if you ha- are married to someone who who doesn't think that you should you know, venture out into entrepreneurship and, and you should just stick to something safe, then it's going to get even more harder, even, even harder, sorry, even more harder is not grammatically correct. Um, even harder when, when you encounter all of the day-to-day stresses, like, especially if you're a woman and you're a mom and you're, you're just trying to be there for your, your kids while trying to do this for yourself. Like it's, a lot yeah and even though like entrepreneurship sounds cool and looks cool i mean it's not really for everybody at the same time not everybody's gonna um 
not everybody can handle that type of stress, you know? Right. But, I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody. I, I, your husband is like, um, or Brian, super big cheerleader. I think in one of the live shows, was he commenting, but he was like right outside the door? Like he was commenting yeah. on your yeah. live thing and I, he was like, whoa, way to go or something. And I'm like, and then I see like the camera turn around. I'm like, he's like right there. Why doesn't he just get in the shot? I don't get it. But oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, cool. he's, he's camera shy. No, nah, that's cool. Okay. So last question or second to last question. What is one question you need answered immediately that the audience can help with? Okay. Um. I can fill in for one, or I can mention one question if you okay. want, which is what is something completely unique that goes according with your dental practices brand that you can give out at Intel Picnic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, like, that could be one. I don't know. Do you have another question that people can answer? Um, no, I think that's good. I think that's really good. Okay, and so what's next? What do you got coming up and what can we look forward to? What's next? So I, let me think about this. Um, so I have a phone call this afternoon with a web design agency um, and I'm gonna see if, if we are a good fit to work with each other. And um, they are going to, um, in terms of construction, um, they're gonna start all the cabling and and get that uh, that going and um, getting my inspections passed and from what I hear um, as soon as all the wiring and stuff gets done as like the the drywall and stuff it's gonna fly so I'm just I'm just so excited oh and I'm um, ordering cabinets and having them built off-site and then installed in the space because we're trying to save time and we don't, um, so Dave doesn't want to stop all of his guys from mm -hmm. doing all the other stuff if, you know, the cabinet guy has to bring in all the wood and all that and build it on-site. So it's it's pretty cool. Who did you decide to go with for cabinets? Ikea? Um, so Ikea is going to go in the sterilization and the staff lounge. Um, and um, I know that I do not want to build Ikea stuff because, like, it's so complicated and there's so many parts. So I found a um, an Ikea installer. Um, Those exist? Like, yeah. Yes. Where'd so you find that? It's like a thing, right? So um, – my one of my really good friends. He's actually a dentist nearby. He's um, he's in Roseville and he's he's awesome. His name is um, Dr. Mandeep Randawa. Um, we actually went to UC Davis and NYU together, which is awesome. And now he's just twenty miles, uh, twenty minutes away from me. Mm -hmm. um, so he gave me the contact for the guy who installed um, IKEA for him. Um, and um, my contractor met with him and I also went on Craigslist and I just um, typed in Ikea cabinetry installer um, licensed and bonded um, and I found a guy through there but um, after my contractor met with both of them 
he decided to go with the one that my my friend recommended. So um, so we have to get that ordered and installed. Gotcha, gotcha. And I know in the last episode, episode three, you were stressing out about cost and we talked about dental chairs and yeah. who you're going to go with. You mentioned Belmont and other. So uh, who did you decide to go with? <laughs> so, um, I know, don't shoot me, but <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm actually going with Serona and it, it's hard for me to describe but if you've ever sat in a Serona chair, it's a whole other experience. And and I know it, it, it's like you don't really understand it. Like I can't tell you why it just feels different. It just does. And the technology is, is so amazing. And um, we figured out a way to get the cost of the chair down, which is basically um, instead of getting all the bells and whistles up front, we're going to just go baseline. And then after I start getting patients in the door, we can always add in the future. So it ended up not um, not costing too, too much mm-hmm. compared to the Belmont chair, which is crazy. So um, yeah. for me, it was a no brainer. And um I'm sure you're going to interview Matt um, in the future. And Matt is super awesome. Like, yeah, real cool guy. yeah really cool guy. He knows his stuff. And um, after you hear him and after you see the chair, you'll be a believer too. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure people are like, man, dense, uh, that Serona chair is amazing. And then there's going to be people who are like, what are you kidding me? But I mean, like sit in a chair, like sit in one for maybe like an hour or less, 45 minutes, and then sit in another <laughs> one and then see see how your butt feels. I don't know. Like just see how, <laughs> see how it feels. And then I'm pretty sure you can tell the difference. And it just looks sexy. Oh my gosh. Like it's, I, I swear Europeans, they just know good design. Like I, I mean, if you look at the luxury cars that, well, the luxury cars that I'm drawn to are like the Porsche and port. Wait, where's Porsche made? It's I think Germany. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. Where's Tesla made? Well, Tesla is made here. I thought. Oh, Oh. those are, those are pretty nice. Yeah, they're so nice. Okay, so, it, so the Serona chair for me is almost like a freaking Tesla. Like it's so futuristic in design Uh and what they've incorporated. So, I, I mean. Yeah, you just have to experience it for yourself. And um, I went to an open house, um, a dental practice in Midtown, and um, the doctor's name is Dr. Jenny Apekian. She is the dentist of Midtown Dental. And, oh, my gosh, like, she she put it perfectly. Like, she said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And, oh, it's it's such an amazing design. And for me, design is huge. Like, Mm -hmm. like the whole, this is exactly why I wanted to do a startup. Like I wanted to create something with my stamp on it. Like I wanted to have this and that, and this kind of wood and this color scheme, like, and I enjoy a good ambiance and, and the Serona chair for my aesthetic, it just made sense. It was like a match made in heaven. And, and, I debated in my head 
a long time, like what all the reasons why I should go used and it didn't make sense for this and that. And honestly, like it, it made sense for me. Like I, I mean, it's not for everyone, like, especially if you don't have the stomach lining to invest that kind of money up front, like when, when you're doing lining. it, start, but like, I feel like it, it'll, it'll pay dividends in the end. And may, maybe I'm crazy, who knows, but I mean, you're going to be documenting my story um, until my door is open. So hopefully no, it will pay after that, like a year and out. That Yeah. Like it's, I mean, and, and honestly, selfishly, even if it doesn't pay off, like I'm doing this for me. Like this is, this is my baby. Like I've always wanted a state of the art, beautiful practice, something that I, you know, just put my heart and soul into it. And, and I'm just excited for the outcome. Thank you for listening to the making of smile and co episode four. As you can see, so much more is yet to come. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, or recommendations, be sure to let Ashley know on any of her social media outlets, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, or you can email the show directly. All the links and the email address will be in the show notes below. You can find this podcast at the dentalmarketer.site or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate the show or leave a review. And please share. And don't forget to subscribe to know when the latest episode goes live. Until next week, this is The Making of Smile & Co.